Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet, our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We are Stephanie and Travis Armstrong. We are a ministry of Grace Church, and we're so glad that you're with us today. We are back. Um, now I think it's our third session, our yep, third, third episode. Ep- I'm third sorry. episode in the series. Yeah. And we're talking about lies, common lies that we believe in marriage or before we get married, and what truth um, counters that lie from God's Word. Yeah, which I think, whether you're getting ready for marriage or not, we understand that there's lies about all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think when you look at specific important moments throughout like the Scripture, mm-hmm. and you see where God declares specific things, like He does in the very beginning in Genesis 2, creates Adam and Eve, brings them together, holy matrimony, presides over that wedding, he says, a man shall leave his mother and father, be joined to his wife, the two shall become one flesh. I mean, we have this important declaration from God yep. spoken over this couple, a very critical and important juncture in the narrative of the Bible, and you always see the enemy, right? We have a wedding in Genesis 2 and warfare right. in Genesis 3. Coincidence? I think not. Probably not. Yeah. I think he's always coming to attack the good things God has created to try mm-hmm. to bend it try to distort it, yep. try to lie about it. Yep. Pre- present a counterfeit. Present a counterfeit. Option, right? For us to take instead. Yes. Well, I love this um I love this topic because I think so often we um we can be a slave to a lie and not even realize it. Mhm. And in marriage, we can just kind of get in a especially when you've been married like longer than a minute, (laughs) we -hmm. get sort of in a rut, right? Where we just kind of do stuff because it's the way we've always done it. Yes. And we just kind of think about things in from one perspective, because that's just how we've always thought about it. Yeah. Or we just get really busy with life and we keep repeating the same mistakes with one another. Yeah. And we don't even realize it. Exactly. And so it's, it's um, good for us to stop sometimes and just evaluate, like, what, where is this coming from? Either this behavior or this expectation or um, this thought that I have mm-hmm. that's producing a behavior. Like, where is it coming from? And yeah. is it even true? Right. Is I think it based on truth? It, totally. I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, almost kind of like a light coming on the dashboard of your car indicating something's wrong. If there's problems that you're experiencing in marriage, it could be the result of a lie that you're believing about Mm -hmm. marriage. Yeah, could be. And so as you diagnose the issue and trace it back to the root and go, okay, why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? Is it based in the truth or is there a lie that's lodged in my mind? So uh, the first um, podcast in the series, we talked about the lie of emotionalism. Yeah. Right? And then... Well, I'm drawing a blank about what we talked about last yeah, time. Yeah, that private sin won't affect your Thank marriage. Thank you. <laughs> we we do listen to our own podcast, yeah, right? <laughs> we do. We just participate. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. Tonight, here's another big lie. It's a big fat one. Yeah, it is. Um, and that is this: the thought. 
But marriage is about mutual benefit. Yep. And it's a destructive lie, um, one that couples can easily latch onto before they even get married. Yeah. So they can go into marriage with sort of the um, perspective of like, what are you going to do for me here? Yeah. What am I going to get? What am I going to get? From this relationship. And to be completely self-deprecating on this podcast, and to be honest, when we got married August 1st, 2003, and those doors swung open, and I saw this beautiful woman come out with her just gorgeous dress on, I was my that thoughts, woman. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you were that woman. <laughs> the only woman for me. Um, but to be honest, my thoughts about marriage at that point were really pretty shallow, um, worldly. Uh, a lot of it was me-centered, um, was my thought about what is stuff going to be able to give me in marriage? What am I going to get out of this? How is this going to make me happy? So much was was just me. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the great thing about what God does in marriage is marriage is like an alarm clock going off. Um, it wakes you up to the reality of what it is versus what I thought it was going to be. Hmm. That's, that's a good way to see it. I do think you know we can walk down the aisle and have that perspective. I also think you know we can be married mm-hmm. and we can maybe not be experiencing a great marriage. Right. And if we trace it back, we might come up with the same idea of, man, I'm just really always discouraged or I'm just really always feeling like this isn't working for me. Yeah. And not even realize that, well, is that because you're so focused on you mm-hmm. that it's become all about you? Right. And, um, you know, it's really easy to become a complainer and to be really discouraged when our focus is always on self. Yeah. Because we're almost always disappointed. Right. <laughs> because nobody treats ourself like we do. Right. Nobody idolizes or prioritizes self like, like we do. We do for ourselves, huh. right? Huh. So it's an easy lie to fall into. And I think um, hopefully this will be helpful today as we kind of talk through some of this and yeah. think about how we got here and and what God's word says differently. Right. Because here's, here's the reality check that I got. Um, living with a consumer mentality within marriage really made for a very unhappy marriage Hmm. Um, because you're operating in a way that's diametrically opposed to God and the universe he created. Yeah. Because it says what? God's opposed to the proud, selfish, pride, selfishness to the core. Yeah. And so when you operate in that mode, you're operating in a way that's like, disintegrating things mm-hmm. and, and causing God to be opposed to what you're doing because you're living for you. And yeah. we look at God and God is just the opposite. Yeah. He's a life-giving, sacrificial God who's willing to give. Right. Um, and that's what he created us. He did not create us as consumers. He created us as producers. Hmm. And the quicker we come to that realization within marriage, the more we'll stop taking hmm. and we'll start giving. But I think early on, it's so easy to fall into that trap. I think that's such a worldly mindset and a lie that what am I going to get out of this? Yeah, because often we evaluate that person before we get married. And sometimes we evaluate them through the lens of, 
well, I think that they're going to make me better. Mm-hmm. Or I think that, you know, our two worlds are going to collide and it's going to make everything better. Yeah. Right. Or, or it's going to help us bump up to the next level, whatever that means. Right. Um, but we're always kind of looking at, at, I shouldn't say we're always, sometimes we're looking at our soon to be spouse as um, somebody who will basically meet you where you are and take you to the next level. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And what really messes with that is when you get married and for reasons that you don't understand or don't see coming, the Lord allows you to suffer yeah, or to just um, struggle. Yeah. And it really messes with that mentality of, wait a minute, I thought I was going to get more mm-hmm. by being in this marriage. Yeah. And now here we are and we're struggling to even maintain maybe where we used to be or something separately. Right. So there's a lot that can really play into it. Oh, absolutely. And um, I think just kind of get us to wallow mm-hmm. and focus on inwardly on self. Yeah. And it's a little bit like a, in a friendship, it's a drag to be friends with somebody who is a taker. Mm-hmm. And when you're together, you know, they're always making withdrawals. Well, we are we are recording in your office and it's wild in the hallway. So <laughs> just want to point out the extra background noise there. Something is happening in the office next to you. <laughs> Usually it never happens. Yeah. It's like dead quiet right. inside of the Not building. Tonight. tonight there's a party. Anyway, it's a drag to be friends with somebody who takes yeah. right, and never contributes anything. Right. And in a marriage, I mean, not only is it a drag, like that is almost death to a marriage. Oh, yeah. When there's not two people willing to contribute. Right. Yeah, when you have two people that are just always taking, mm-hmm. and it's about what they're getting, it's almost like two leeches living with each other. <laughs> and they're just like sucking the life out of the marriage. And it becomes this lifeless existence. Yeah. And then you have two people who are angry and frustrated and disappointed yep. and thinking to themselves, what has gone wrong? Yep. Yeah, and then again, tend to evaluate it based on how do I feel? Yeah. And I feel robbed. Right. You know, like that could be the metric, right? Yes. <laughs> so what's interesting is um, I think Second Timothy 3 mm-hmm. has kind of a, a good perspective for us yeah. to consider. Yeah, this is kind of a spiritual gut punch um, when you read this because this really hits home um, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Because there's not a person alive on planet Earth that doesn't struggle with self. It says this, 73.1, but realize this, in the last days, difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self and lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Wow. Yeah. That's that's, a mouthful. Um, It is. And and disparaging in a lot of ways, but it's the truth. And it's exactly what we see happening around us. All around us. This very much, I think, captures the cultural moment we're in. Yeah. I I was listening to Francis Chan on this particular um, scripture verse, and he said, you know, interesting, self is listed as the first thing. Mm. It's almost like the sewer pipe. Yeah. Out of which all these other ungodly things flow from it. Mm, interesting. Which that's that's a great visual if you think about that in your marriage. Yeah. If you unleash 
self yeah. as a high value in your marriage. Right. It's really like taking that sewer pipe and turning it toward the marriage and unleashing all that's going to flow out of it. You're pumping filth into your marriage. Yeah. Yep. Or as Priscilla Shire, I listened to, saw a video of hers uh, at Passion from a couple years ago, and she was using this illustration talking about um, unrighteous behavior. And no doubt, selfishness is unrighteous behavior. Anyway, she used this illustration of like going fishing with her boys and they live in Texas and they would go down to this little pond and had this rickety old little aluminum craft like boat and uh, they'd always use that to go fishing Mm -hmm. together. And so inevitably she would go down there with her boys and they'd flip the canoe over because it'd always be turned upside down to let the water drain out. But without fail, she says when they flipped that boat over, something would come hopping out, scurrying out, or worse (laughs) of all, slithering out. Slithering, yuck. And she made the point of like, it's not like she had to, you know, invite the wildlife in the area. (laughs) Please come and make your home underneath this boat and then scare the bejesus out of me when I flip it over, right? Yeah. It was the perfect environment. I mean, it hosted these other things Mm -hmm. because the temperature... The dampness, the darkness yep. was just right. Yeah, right. They were attracted to it. Attracted to it. <laughs> Selfishness will attract other ungodly things to come and set up camp in your life and in your marriage. And you're not going to like the things that will be unleashed. Yeah, in that's, your a home. Good, that's a good picture. So, what do we do? What is the, if that is the problem, mm-hmm. that is the lie that we have bought into. Mm hmm that we are constantly evaluating our marriage and our spouse from, through the lens of what have you done for me lately? Yeah. <laughs> what would be, what, what does God's word have to say? What would be a truth to counter that yeah. kind of thinking? Well, this is where the worldly mindset would be like, well, you just need to learn some tips or tricks so that you can improve upon self and then therefore hopefully improve your marriage. You know, it would come from some place of this is how you need to improve you. Um, or worse again, yet, improve them. Or improve them. Or this is <laughs> how the other can. person needs to change. Yep. The reality of the situation is this. Um, you can't go about it that way. That's not going to change anything at all. Mm-hmm. What we need to have happen to us is we need to be slain and then be raised by Christ. Hmm. And I think that's what's got to happen. Our pride's got to be, it's got to be slayed in Die our to life. self. Mm-hmm. Right? Die to self um, in order for Christ to be able to, to live mm-hmm. is, is kind of the recipe you see within Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is, that's what he calls us to as followers. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, if anyone wants to be a follower of mine, and he does invite everyone, but he says you have to deny yourself Take up your cross and follow me. So that good. flies in the flame. <laughs> that flies in the face of culture. Yeah, it, it absolutely is offensive to the prideful self. Yeah. Well, and it it is very much um, that would be painted as the weak position, mm-hmm. right? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you humble yourself? Right. Why wouldn't you just turn the spotlight on your spouse and expect more? Uh-huh. Right? And and that is certainly why so often God's word and the truths that we find in scripture are so counter right cultural, right? Yeah. They're so anti 
self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so if if we've believed the lie that marriage is about mutual benefit, yeah. like we've we both got to get what we want out of this, then the truth is actually that marriage is about mutual sacrifice. Sacrifice. That is a high value in marriage that yeah. we would lay down self mm-hmm. for the good of one another. Right. For the good of the marriage, but I think even more than that, um, for the glory of God. That's right. It makes me think of um, Colossians 3, mm. and it says, um, starting in verse 12, as therefore as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, think about this in marriage, mm-hmm. with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Mm. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Mm -hmm. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, It goes on to say in verse 23, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Hmm. So I think we have to remember um, that we we sacrifice. It's it's a calling. It's a high calling to sacrifice for one another, but it's not enough to do it just for the benefit of each other. Like, right. that's great, but we're sinful. We need more, uh-huh. <laughs> right? It really has to be an act of worship unto the Lord. Yeah. And when it is that, then it comes a whole lot easier Yeah. than when it's just me trying to, you know, dig yeah. deep and bless right. you and forget how you've hurt me or whatever it might be. You know, we, we're, we're so easy. We so easily hold sins against one another we do and this verse reminds us like wait a minute you got to forgive as christ has forgiven you yeah so then that flips the script too that gives us more motivation and more fuel right to okay i have been treated and loved this way yeah so therefore i'm gonna sacrifice right and sometimes it is a sacrifice to do the things that that the scripture calls us to to be compassionate right to your spouse totally as opposed to angry and harsh. Yes. Right? To be kind when you feel like being very pointed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think developing an attitude of humility, that was one of the words yeah. from Colossians that you just quoted. Yeah. You know, another one, Philippians 2, 3 to 4, mm-hmm. do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility yeah. of mind regard one another is more important than yourselves. So I think, you know, we talked about upside down living. Yep. Selfishness mm-hmm. creates the perfect environment for other ungodly things to be birthed into your marriage and in your life. Mm-hmm. Then I think humbleness and humility is right side up living. Yep. And that invites someone else to take over your life and yep. do great things. For God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know, Pastor yeah. Troy says all the time that humility and humbleness is like a lightning rod for God's grace. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think in scripture, Isaiah, it talks about, but did this one I will look. He who is humble and contrite and trembles at my word. Yeah, Isaiah. And then another one where it says, God is highly exalted, but he also dwells 
with the lowly and the humble. Mm. So it's like, who do you want? Who do you want to attract into your life and into your marriage? Yeah, right. Do you want to unleash the sewer of self or the unleash holy the God? Unleash God's grace dwelling with you in your marriage. I love that. I think, um, you know, practically, one way that we can speak life into our marriage mm-hmm. um, in this area is I think it's so powerful when we maybe um, verbalize to our spouse, especially when they're not expecting it. Yeah. Something that something good that we see, right? That they're oh, doing. Yeah. Yes. Um, and we thank them for it. Totally. And it made me, as we were kind of preparing for this and just thinking through this topic and I was just pondering while I was doing the dishes today, you know, I see you sacrifice for me mm. all the time, but I don't always stop to say that I see it mm. <laughs> or to acknowledge it <laughs> to my shame. Um, but, you know, I was just thinking, gosh, there's a, there's a lot of ways, Trav, that you sacrifice in our marriage. And um, one of them <laughs> that speaks to me in this season of life especially is um, at the end of a day, you're tired, I'm tired, mm-hmm. you've worked all day. I've been home with the kids working there and we could look at one another with like the 50, 50 attitude of now they all have to go to bed. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? What can you do for me? Yeah. Like rightfully you're tired and Mm -hmm. so am I. And often more times than not, you defer and I, I see you, although I haven't always recognized you for it, (laughs) letting me put my feet up mm-hmm. and you take in the, taken one for the team mm. and enduring the bedtime routine <laughs> with <laughs> little kids is a whole lot of like, I want a snack. Now yeah. I need a drink. Whoops. I forgot to brush my teeth. Like it just takes forever. Yeah. And I appreciate that you do that for me, that you could just look at me and say like, okay, yeah, your turn. Yeah. But you often sacrifice in that way for me. So thank you. Well, thanks, babe. Well, and I think, you know, right back at you, um, one thing I love that you do that goes a lot of times uh, underappreciated by me, to my shame, (laughs) is the countless ways you help me in ministry, whether it's writing an article or helping out, you know, lead a small group and re-engage or merge um, or helping with social media, doing a push for that or getting ready for an event. Or, I mean, there's just a host of things that you do, some of it behind the scenes, some of it's up front with me. Either way, both ways, you make what I do look a lot better. So thanks for <laughs> Thank making you. me look better in ministry than I deserve to look. <laughs> well, hopefully to the glory of God, like he's worthy of it, right? Yes. And so, you know, I think that's maybe a challenge that that we can grow in mm-hmm. is um, just taking some time every now and then to just kind of stop and praise your spouse for something that you see them doing. Yes. That they have clearly made a choice mm-hmm. that they're going to do this and and you see that they could have done a thousand other things. Yeah. But they did it um, hopefully because God impressed it on yes. them and also to bless you. And so I think, you know, this this whole topic kind of convicted me of what are we in unleashing in our marriage? unknowingly sometimes mm-hmm. and self is an easy one to to do but it you know just like we talked about it invites so many of the things 
along with it mm-hmm. that are not good. They're not good. And it just always, I think, anytime we focus on ourselves, it is it's just like this pit that we get stuck in. Yes. It's very hard to get out of. And everything looks like an attack against us. Mm-hmm. And we become very easily offended and mm-hmm. it does nobody any good. No. Whereas um, you know, when we when we have eyes looking up at the Lord, when we're looking out at others, it's amazing how many things come naturally when we're willing to serve other people. And yeah. Makes me think of a, a couple that spoke and reengaged um, maybe two two rounds ago, and they just gave um, and this wasn't to toot their own horn at all. They were giving practical advice, and I can't even remember what the topic was, but I just remember them saying that truthfully, we are at our best in our marriage when we are each seeking to outserve the other, mm-hmm. and that stuck with me because it that's so true. Eyes off self when we're just looking and thinking more about the other person and especially what can I do to help them? Yeah. What can I do to bless them? How can I show them that I love them? How can I appreciate everything I see them doing or whatever? Yeah. That draws such um, an attraction (laughs) to the other spouse, right? Right. Like it just makes you really appreciate this good gift that God's given us when your spouse is serving you mm-hmm. and you didn't you didn't manipulate it you didn't beg them to it's just an overflow of what god is doing in their own heart yeah yeah i i think absolutely agree with all that and i think at the end of the day when we think about the differences between the two the posture we take in life is so important mm-hmm. are you going to take the posture of being selfish in your life and marriage or the posture of humbleness and humility yeah one will unleash all sorts of horrible, evil things. The other one will unleash life. Heaven. And breathe life mm-hmm. into your marriage. Mm-hmm. It's the posture of Christ. And we get to choose this, yep. right? Yep. It says this in Philippians too. have this attitude in yourselves, mm-hmm. which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he exists in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant. Yeah. So when we take that mentality and develop that kind of mindset, then I'm going to come into this relationship, this marriage, mm-hmm. and serve this person. Mm-hmm. You're being like Christ, yeah. who had the highest position in the cosmos and willingly took the lowest so that we could be raised up and be co-heirs with Christ and have the highest position with him. And that, I think, is the key ingredient, a recipe for happy marriage. Mm. If you want your marriage to be raised up, go low hmm. and serve. Yeah, and I you know, I want to recognize that of course this comes easier when you've got a spouse spouse yeah. who thinks like this. Right. Right? And who sees what you're doing right. and wants to outdo you. Like that's that's an easy environment right. to live this out. But right. I do want to acknowledge that sometimes, you know, you might be in a marriage where it's this is not the posture of the other person. Exactly. And that is hard. Really hard. And that, that I mean, talk about sacrifice. That is some serious sacrifice. Serious sacrifice. However, God does call us um, to go first. Mm-hmm. And he calls us to that in the example of what he did for us. Yep. He went first. While we were still sinners, he died for us. Mm-hmm. While we were unlovely, he picked us up out of the mud 
<laughs> and laid his life down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just encourage you. Uh, well, first of all, I would affirm like it is hard and we feel yeah. you. And um, I don't want to, you know, throw this out there like this is no big deal. It's right. really hard for some people to sacrifice when the other person will not recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and will you just not feel like you're getting it. trampled on and yeah, um, yeah, that's not being recognized. And yet there is somebody who sees it. That's right. And the Lord, those things are never missed on the Lord. Mm -hmm. And who knows what he might do Mm -hmm. in your marriage? Who knows how that spouse might actually over time begin to soften? That's right. When they realize like, wow, why are they constantly doing things for me? And I don't treat them. We just don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And what do you have to lose? If it's already bad, if it's already a tough marriage... What do you have to lose by choosing? Yep. You know, this passage in Colossians says, clothe yourself. And again, just like you said, that implies a choice. Mm-hmm. We choose what clothes we put on every day. Every day. And we can choose to love like Christ and sacrifice, or we can choose to, um, you know, defend ourselves mm-hmm. and self-protect and right. self-preserve. And of course, we're not, you know, we're not talking about safety issues and abuse or any of that. That's there's not a call to stay in an abusive situation. No, but um, I, I think this is a this is a high calling. This is a holy calling, and yet this is a calling that if you will obey, the Lord will do a lot mm-hmm. with somebody who is humble and obedient and yeah. looking to serve. I, yeah, I know of uh, at least a couple different stories where marriages were restored because one one of the other, right, mm-hmm. decided to take the posture of humbleness and humility yeah. and serve the other person. And the other person was so smitten, so melted yeah. by what that other person was showing to them um, that it won them over. Yeah. So yeah. God Just... can use it in great ways. And I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying that every situation is like, you know, this is going to work out. Right. Um, but you living for Christ in your marriage in, in employing a humble approach and serving the other person will not be lost upon the Lord. No. He sees it. That's right. That's right. And also, you know, I, I just think you will never lose by doing the right thing. Right. You just won't. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, it might not, the circumstances may not flush out the way that you want or the way that you hoped but you will never lose with the Lord when you do the right thing Amen. and when you honor him just because he's worthy of it. Amen. So that um, that kind of wraps up That's where right. we're hoping to go tonight. Looks sounds like the party next door has, has died, died down. down, thankfully. <laughs> but I think it's just a parting thought. Um, if you want to experience greater oneness and intimacy and connection in your marriage, take the approach of a servant. Yep. It's what Jesus did for us. Um, and I promise you, it, it does fly counter to everything you think and feel. Yep. But if you're willing to go there and you're willing to lay it down, um, I, the life that will breathe, be breathed into your marriage might just shock you. Yep. Um, and things that were, you know, felt like maybe irreparably broken can be healed and fixed through a servant mentality. So let that be an encouragement to you wherever you're at in life. That's right. Well, we hope that this has been an encouragement and it's been, 
insightful for Travis and I as we evaluate our own marriage all the time. Like, how are we doing in this area? So we hope that maybe for you, the listener, that this has been insightful and Mm. an area that you can grow. And the beautiful thing is that this applies, of course, in marriage, but it also applies to virtually every relationship in your life. Yes. This could benefit you and bless um, your work environment, certainly in parenting, certainly in family relationships. It's just, uh, it's a universal thing that sacrifice um, for the good of someone else is always a it's good God-like. thing. It is God-like. Yeah. So, well, let's Trav, pray. Yeah, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, really good stuff. Lord, thank you for um, this evening. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you, Lord Jesus, we're, we're able to share, not that we have this abundance of wisdom and experience. A lot of what we share comes from a place of brokenness where we have failed and have stumbled for, but mm-hmm. thankfully we have a perfect God who's even used our sin in a sinless manner to change us and make us more like Jesus. Um, and I'm just grateful for that. And I know that developing a servant mentality is life-giving for a marriage. Seeing how that works. Um, And so I pray this is so encouraging to everyone, whether they are married or single, this applies to all different types of relationships. Um, And so thank you, Lord Jesus, for for everyone tonight. Grateful for this opportunity to, to be able to share God's word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening, and we look forward to next time. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. And that is another episode of the Family Huddle Podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with us. I know I say it every episode, but we really do mean it. We greatly appreciate those of you that choose to spend a little bit of time. Um, Your time is valuable. It could be spent Um, listening to and doing so many other things. And so we do not take it for granted. Um, Hopefully also this episode was an encouragement to you as you think through this whole concept of um, what is the call that God has placed in my life based on my understanding of who he is, what he's done for me, and therefore how do I respond to that Um, as a person individually in your relationship with Christ, but then how does that trickle down and play out in your everyday relationships and in the moments that you have with your spouse, at work, with your kids, however it shows up. Um, Are you willing to take the lead, lean in, go first with the goal of loving others well and glorifying God in the midst of it? And then in turn, what does that invite into your life, your home, your relationships? Um, Again, it's not an easy call. It's a high call, and it is one that will require you to continue to go back to Christ and say, "Um, I can't do this on my own, and I need help, and he will meet you every time. Um, So again, if this episode was encouraging, led to some good thoughts, uh, conversation, um, feel free to share, um, comment, find us on social media, Grace Church Marriage Ministries. Um, Drop us a line. Um, Please follow Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, please follow it, subscribe. You'll get notified when new episodes come out and all of those things um, just help us to be more searchable and findable um, with the ultimate goal of continuing to spread the truth of the gospel, the truth of God's word, and hopefully sharing some how do those big truths um, work themselves out in practical ways. So thank you again for your time and your attention, and we will see you soon.